you know, I wanted to share with everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, you can do this. You yeah. know, it's easy because when I went into it full time, I didn't imagine myself being at this level yeah. when I first started because right. it was just something I was doing on the side. Right. So then when I went into it and I saw how easy it was, I'm like, this is easy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Roach, Director of Marketing with Senior Life Insurance Company. We're at the beautiful home office in Thomasville, Georgia. And like always, we are all fired up. Now, you listened to our last podcast or you watched it here on YouTube or Facebook. And you saw our guest on the last one, Roderick. And he mentioned this person who's our guest today who actually traveled with them to the home office. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Doris. Doris, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So you... uh had a busy week already. I did. So you went to Vegas for a vacation this week. I, yes, yes. Just got in on yesterday. Just got in yesterday. Yes. And then did a road trip to the home office. Yes. <laughs> and drove like that. seven or eight hours. <laughs> yes. So I really appreciate you doing this podcast because I don't know. I might be the type that after all that traveling, I might not want to do it. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, when we were doing the mic checks, you were talking to Jeremy, one of our videographers. Uh, and when he was just kind of testing your levels, asked how long you've been with us. And you said mm -hmm. 16 months. Right. That's a very short period uh, in an insurance career. Mm -hmm. uh, you haven't done insurance. Was it insurance final expense? What? Like, were you in this field at all before? I had my license and that's it. Okay. <laughs> I got my license a few years back and sat on it. Right. And um, I met Lewis, Lewis and I uh, met online. Okay. And he reached out to me and asked me if I ever looked at uh, the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I had my license. Yeah. And that was it. So why'd you, why'd you, why'd you, at the time in your life, why'd you bother to get it if you weren't really going to do anything with it at well, the Well, it was my plan initially. Okay. I just didn't find that right company that I felt like I wanted to be with. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. So what was it about that conversation with Lewis online uh, that made you want to look into it a little bit further? Um, first of all, the product. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as the, you know, fine expense piece with le legacy and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, after seeing the type of money that was, you know, that can, that can be made, that yeah. piqued my interest. I got you. Now you kind of a, have prior to that been a bit of a jack of all trades. You've mm -hmm. had a lot of different kinds of careers. If yes. I recall, like what are some of the other things you were doing before you got with senior life a year and a half ago? Right. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, 28 years. So okay. that's all I know. Um, I, I own five other businesses, um, a magazine I've been doing for 24 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a jewelry store. Yeah. I'm a food truck vendor. I've been doing for 18 years and I'm in the travel industry. So I've been a travel agent. So wait, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a wide, wide range of things. Exactly. Because right. those are all different kinds Everything of industries. You said mm -hmm. food truck. You said jewelry store. Uh -huh. You said travel agency. What did yes. I miss? What else was there? A magazine. A magazine. And I'm a, a, a rental property owner. So okay. A few rental properties. So not sleeping before this trip and everything. You're used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I understand. So with all those things going on, like why even, why even bother with final expense? Why even bother with senior life or anything like that? Well, the insurance industry, I, I always love because I wanted to educate people you know, as far as why the importance of insurance. Right. But I'm glad I did because at the time when I got started, not knowing COVID was going to come, three of my businesses got shut down. Oh, wow. So it was a good thing I had started something else to be able to keep up with my, you know, my cost of living. You know, I got you. My living. But so, yeah. at the same time, the reason we invited you on the podcast is because you as a producer have been just absolutely incredible. Like, 
you came into like the top 10 so quickly and like you've been there with such a fury for so for this for majority of your time here right. like how do you how do you balance so much stuff in your life and still manage because there's a lot of people who are on that same list mm-hmm. who don't make it to the top 10 and this is the thing they do they don't have a lot of other businesses or distractions how do you maintain such a high batting average whenever you got so much else going on I just stay consistent. I just make it a point to just, you know, do something in my business every day. Uh-huh. And I, I realize with everything that I've done before, you have to touch bases with people. Yeah. And the more people that you touch bases with, the more people you're going to, you know, sell. Definitely. And that's all I did. Did. And that's what I do every day. Okay. So I utilize the people that I know in my other businesses that I came in contact with. And I just brought them over because everybody needs life insurance. Right. Right. I mean, that's a very important thing. A lot of people when producing and recruiting totally forget about their war market, especially with recruiting. For some reason, a lot of people are afraid to show the success. What do you for yourself? Like, what do you I I, I mean, you're making a really good income if you're putting up numbers like that. Mm -hmm. What are some people's opinions or thoughts whenever you start talking about final expense? When you start talking about insurance and things like that? Oh, that's not me. Mm. Um. You know, that's the main thing. I don't right. think I can sell. Right. Think, you know, it's probably being that they sell. And I share with them that everybody can do it. Hmm. You know, that we do know somebody that needs life insurance. It's just sharing and it's yeah. not selling. Right. It's just sharing, a, you know, a product that everybody needs. Yeah. How important is that? Like, how important is insurance and for somebody who's, I mean, I've been with Senior Life for 12 years, so mm-hmm. I obviously know the answer to this question. But for mm-hmm. you, somebody who's a little bit newer to the industry, mm-hmm. and then somebody's asking you about it, what do you tell them about the importance of insurance? Why is it important to, just to begin with? Right. Um, so they won't leave a burden on their family, for yeah. one. Um, that it's not just basically just being buried. Yeah. It's just, you know, to help take care of those uh, family expenses that they're going to leave behind, bills and stuff like that, medical right. bills and anything that they may leave behind. But most people always just focus on being buried. Mm. You know, because a lot of time you run across people and they just want to get enough just to be buried and they don't <laughs> yeah. look at nothing else beyond that. Right. So I just try to share and educate them. You know, that income that you're going to have is going to be gone. Yeah. You know, that you're going to if you leave kids behind or grandkids that you want to leave them something. Right. So right. And that's that's how you manage just that right there mm-hmm. to put. When then you start painting a picture for them about those the different scenarios of things that can happen. Yeah. You know, if they own a home, you know, that if the person that their beneficiary don't have any money to pay them taxes. Yeah. A person like me will show up at the tax sale and, <laughs> <laughs> and get to have their home. Right. You know? But if we leave money behind, you know, for people to do things with, then they're going to have to worry about them losing anything. Uh, uh, definitely. Definitely. How important is that to be in an industry where you're able to help so many people? I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I um I don't want to do anything else. Right. Like due to COVID, well, three of my business got shut down. I, it didn't phase me. Um, not at my all. Food, yeah, not at all. Um, I was able to just put more effort and time into doing this, and I like it. So it's turned into a blessing in disguise for it, you. Yes, yes. So for yourself, like to have such an such an entrepreneurial spirit. You said you've been an entrepreneur for for how long? Twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Um, how? I started when I was ten. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> but, <laughs> how do you how do you get how do you get into that? How do you get into that mind frame or that mindset to want to be your own boss? To want to be because uh, being your own boss can come with a lot more work, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning. What was it about that? Like, how did you even get started? First, how did you even get that mindset? I don't. Well, my mom is a she's a pretty good. She always had a job, but she always did something on the side. Right. And um, I always felt look at myself for being a boss, and I don't like I don't like to take orders. Okay. And then I got fired from this job, and 
And I never looked back. I mm-hmm. worked there for like 18 months, took my income tax check, and I right. opened my first business. Oh, wow. So I was trying to work a job and run my business at the same time. But, right. you know, they ended up firing me because I was showing up late and everything. Right. But it was it was a blessing in disguise. And I never looked back. I got you. What was mm-hmm. that? What was one of those first businesses? What was that? What did you do? My very first business was like a hand car wash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you get fired from your job, take the income tax, and you start your own car wash. Yes, I opened a car wash. Okay. What mm-hmm. are some of the others? Because you mentioned the, the other one. What are some of the other um, types of businesses that you've had in the past? I had a pager and cell phone business. Okay. I was one of the two other page and cell phone business in my company. I mean, my um area. Right. Um, so was, I had that for a long time, a page and cell phone business. I had a clothing store. Right. And then I started the, the magazine and everything else. So to run all that, I mean, that's still a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of hours. Like, how do you keep yourself continually going, especially now, like I said, on the leaderboard, you're like top five, like all the time. Like, <laughs> how do you maintain how do you continue to keep yourself going well i get up three or four o'clock in the morning okay that's when my day start every day yeah okay and then i just um be consistent with everything i do i got you but, i got you mm-hmm. so it, getting up so early and starting your day uh like what, what time do you get to your first house do you um, do field sales or telesales field sales field sales so when do you get to the first house nine o'clock nine o'clock mm-hmm. and then you're also on the lead program right so Explain, especially being a newer agent, a, a lot of people uh, are afraid of taking leads or they don't take leads or right. they think there's another system they can do where they have a different idea. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Why are leads important? Well, leads are important because that's your inventory for your business. Yes. And being an entrepreneur, I know that you have to have inventory. Yes. Okay. Unlike my other businesses that I had, um, I always had to buy supplies. Mm. You know, my food truck, I had to buy the food to resell it to yeah. be able to make the profit from it. Right. Well, the lease is the same way. That's your inventory. Yeah. And then you just go out and just sell them. And then just maximize them by just right. going to the neighbors, getting the referrals to where that bill is not a bill. Right. You know, so a lot of times people look at it, but I look at it, one sale pays for my lead cost. Yeah. I mean, it does. It definitely does. It definitely does. But people are still afraid. What, what what do you think would cause an agent, somebody newer, to be afraid to to get and do that, to to, to take leads? Why are people afraid of that? Because they're looking at it as a bill. I got you. They're looking at it as a bill versus yeah. the, the other mindset of look, looking at it as part of your inventory, that that's what you need to grow your business. Yes. Yeah. But the, the more leads you take, the more business you can write. Mm-hmm. And is that... Would you say that that's basically the secret to your success within your life? Yeah, part of that and just touching bases with people. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't go, to, I don't, I don't meet a stranger. Okay. I mean, I go to a gas station, a grocery store, um, convenience store. Anyway, I'm always talking to everybody. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. It, for some people, you know, especially uh, selling or recruiting, talking to a lot of people can be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be difficult for them. How do you kind of explain to somebody if you were to recruit somebody uh, the importance of it, and how do they get over that initial barrier? of talking to people how do you help them do that well i just share with them just look at them as a friend hmm. and that someone that you're trying to help so whether it's someone you're trying to recruit to be a partner or you're trying to uh, sell life insurance to right. i've always shared with them you know because i have my business card hand them a card introduce myself and tell them what it is that i do yeah and that um and then i go from there hmm. and then because someone always either in the market of knowing someone yeah. that needs it or the, or that they need it themselves yeah definitely definitely and and how much have you recruited so far? I think I have a team of about 30-something people. About 30-something people <laughs> in 16 months. Yeah. How, how do you do that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who it might take them quite some time to recruit their first person. 
How, how do you manage to do that out of the gate so well? Well, actually, I did that for March when I went full time in March. <laughs> for March. Yeah, to now. So um, I just started reaching out to people. Right. And when I saw, you know, seeing my, you know, what, what, you know, I wanted to share with everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, you can do this. You yeah. know, it's easy because when I went into it full time, I didn't imagine myself being at this level yeah. when I first started because right. it was just something I was doing on the side. Right. So then when I went into it and I saw how easy it was, I'm like, this is easy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of difficulty too. Why do you think people think or act like it's difficult? Because they think it's all about selling. Okay. Um, then they're trying to get over the fact of speaking to one, someone, someone about dying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hang up right. to most, a lot of people. Um, it's not the sexiest industry in the world. Right. You know, so a lot of times people just, you know, Factoring all those things and then it shuts them down. And I got you. I not got want you. to do it. But but you you just have such a strong spirit in you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have. Do you, did you ever have any apprehension, especially coming on board with senior life or anything? No. Never. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So I mean, a lot of those humps and those hurdles and things that people struggle with and those yeah. struggles within their um, career, you're not really sharing the same sentiment. Not at all. Where does did that? You- but where does that come from? Like you can't just develop that yourself. That's Right, because I've already went through all, everything through life with starting my all my other businesses. I got you. So those issues and problems, you know, I don't have. I got you. Yeah. So anybody trying to grow, though, you did mention like um, some of the different failures in the businesses that closed, especially recently. How important is it, though, in order to win? Is it to actually fail first? Yeah, it's important because now you get to learn yeah. from your mistakes mm. and then you can just, you know, redo it and just do it differently. Or better, you right. know, and just know that that's part of being, being successful. You're going to fail. Hmm. What were some of your, would you think would be some of your bigger failures or biggest? Do you, do you know that? Or do you just keep it moving? I keep it moving. Just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep it moving. Now, for the first five months when I got into the business, I didn't buy any leads. Okay. I did it organic. Okay. I just went to a neighborhood and I just knocked on doors, went to apartment complex, just knocked on Door doors. Door knocking. That's how yeah, you started. I it. just did it. Okay. And because at the time I was just saying to myself, I'm just learning my business. Right. I'm just learning my business. So right. each time if I got a no or whatever, I evaluate what I said, what I could have said, right. what I did. And I just kept doing it. And I would always share with the agents, if you keep doing it, you're going to get better at it. But you were putting up pretty good numbers in the beginning. In the too. beginning, yeah, I did. From knocking on doors. From knocking on doors. How how many hours a day were you spending just literally knocking on doors? Probably about six to seven hours a day. A day. Yeah. How do you keep yourself focused that way? Because that's hard for people to do. It's hard for anybody to do anything for that long, let alone literally yeah. knocking on door yeah. and every door there's that fear of rejection. And it was hot. Right. I started in July. July. <laughs> so it's the middle of the summer yes. and you're knocking on doors. How do you maintain that focus? Because I I don't let nothing conquer me. Yeah. I mean, I said, I'm not going home until I make, make a sale. Right. And I know from being in business, every day is not going to be a sales day. In right. some days, you're just going to plant seeds that you're going to, you know, worry about later. Right. And I just wanted to get it out there, letting everybody know what it is that I did. I got you. And I just kept doing it. And then one day I was in an area that I went uh, about an hour and a half from me mm-hmm. because of some other people that I knew. Right. And then Louis say, get some leads. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, send it to me. <laughs> right. And I went, by the time I went to go get my nails done. Right. And by the time I got my nails done, he had the leads to me. And I went out to work. <laughs> so a trip to the salon, it changed kind of the course of your career. Yeah. So what, so it just literally was just a matter of Louis just kind of pushing you to do it. Right. But once again, you don't operate with any kind of fear. So was mm-hmm. that just an easy transition to go from knocking on doors the entire time to just going to leave? Yeah, it was. Um, 
because I already had did it one way. And he just like, you're working this up extra harder. But yeah. I knew I wanted to learn the business. I wanted to get all those obstacles out of the way. I mean, all those, all the issues that, right. and I came across a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're going from door to door. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was all good. Yeah. It was all good. So with that and the transition from going from door knocking to leads, did you feel like, was it a, any kind of a hard adjustment though? Because like. Now you're going to people who have said, hey, I want to learn about this insurance mm -hmm. and you're going to directly to their addresses. And so it's not the same as walking down one block and another. Right. So how, how did that feel to go from literally walking all day or going from block to block to now you're going over to this part of town? You're going to maybe even a different city or a different mm -hmm. town and kind of driving around. How, how, how did that difference affect you or did it? Not really, but I, I mean, I like it because it is easier. It does put you in front of people that you probably wouldn't normally um, right. see or, you know, come across, right. put you in a different area. So you still, I'm still door knocking. It's just that now I'm, I'm in a different area. Right. So I'm going to go to the lead, but then I'm going to go to their neighborhood. I'm going to go across the street. You right. know, I'm going to do all the same thing, right. just in a different area. I got you. So you're going to try to get mm -hmm. not just referrals, but even door knocking right. the area because you're there as exactly, well. Exactly, because I'm already how's, there. Because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are just going to take their leads and go to just their leads and then mm -hmm. go home. And they're missing all the money. So how much, how much of your success so far can you attribute to those extra houses you're willing to knock on? A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because my thing is the lead doesn't know I'm coming. So it's not like yeah. it's an appointment that you have to be to. Right. So if I get it that day, if not, I get it another day. So I'm going to canvas the neighborhood. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so for yourself, how important is it? Because you, you you mentioned uh, how how you wanted to know the, the product. You wanted to know the, mm -hmm. the industry. You wanted to know it. And that's why initially you're in these apartment complexes. You're in these neighborhoods. You're knocking. Mm -hmm. You're knocking. How important is it now in March when you became more in a leadership role as well? Mm -hmm. How important is it as a, as a leader to know the process and to know the product? It's very important yeah. um, because now once you know your business, it, you can share it with anybody and it doesn't come across as if you're nervous or scared or you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I find when once I was out there and just coming across people and learning mm -hmm. and each time I did it, I just learned something different. You know, I, I just kept, you know, learning, gotten got more comfortable with everything. Right. And it just became easy. It just became easy. So what do you do for yourself as a leader to have such a tremendous work ethic? What do you do about people who may not have a work ethic that is as strong as yours? How do you handle that? Well, I just share with them to take to block off a certain amount of time a day mm -hmm. to contribute to their business. Yeah. And then each time when they start seeing a little success. And then it's, it brings on a little bit more. Yeah. You know, a lot of time people look at going from this point to this point mm -hmm. and they think that, oh, I can't do what you do. Mm. When in fact, it's not doing what I do. It's just doing what you do. Just doing a little bit more of mm. it. Do you ever intimidate them? Like, I feel like you might intimidate somebody who's not willing to work <laughs> or something like that because yeah. you're just very, very strong minded and, and very uh, strong in your convictions. Mm -hmm. So uh, is that hard for somebody who might not? Be as strong. It as is, you but I let them know up front. <laughs> <laughs> I let them know right up front. <laughs> How do they take that? How do they take that up frontness? <laughs> <laughs> so Tom, they get, you know, get be a little intimidated, but I let them know up front. Listen, this is how I am. I'm very firm. Yeah. I'm this way. I'm that way. But then now they know they won't be afraid. You know, right. so I'll be like, I feel like I'm gonna get a whipping from you. <laughs> <laughs> so you just rip the bandaid off right away, exactly. So you can heal after that. What kind of uh, mentor? What kind of relationship do you have? Um, with Lewis, 
I have a good relationship. Um, that's how I got started in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that he reached out to me. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, thank, I'm very open-minded. So I'm not one of those shut-down people that have to sit there and always think about things or pray about them. Like, it just made sense. Yeah. You know, I already had a license that I was sitting on for years. Yeah. And um, so I have a real good relationship. So did you know him prior or was it kind of like... No, we met on, on social media. Just he just he became your Facebook friend, DM'd mm-hmm. you, and then... Change the course of your career. Exactly. That simple. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is it to reach out like that? Like, you know, you said you don't know a stranger. You constantly meet mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess I, maybe we were talking more in a uh, capacity to a customer. How is that with uh, with recruits? Do you kind of keep the same thing or do you have kind of like one way you are with the mm-hmm. customers, one way with the with agents? Does no. it, do you switch it up? Yeah, I um. I'm big on social media. Okay. Um, very big on social media. I grew most of my business through social media. How I did my recruiting. Right. Um, I've been in network marketing before, so I kind of know. I got you. You know how to you know deal with and meet people. Right. So yeah, it's it's a big part of definitely my business. What do you see for you and your agency personally? What 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 kind of future? What are some of your your goals now that you've started recruiting very mm-hmm. well? Now that you continue to put up in tremendous numbers which are phenomenal. What are some of your goals kind of moving forward going into, I guess, to the new year? Yeah, well, I'm looking to grow my, my agency even bigger, mm-hmm. um, hiring more more people. Right. That's why I'm, I'm doing the training on uh, Sunday with my, my team doing the boot, boot camp. Right, right. You know, trying to get them going. Yeah. You know, um, training them how to do what it is that I, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can understand the industry enough to grow their own agency. Right. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep pushing and growing bigger. How does that make you feel whenever you're able to give either through sales, a family peace of mind, or even the peace of mind you can give an agent once you start making them successful? How does that make you feel? It's a great feeling. Um, Yesterday morning, I mean, yesterday when I got in from Vegas, yeah. my first phone call was from a client that wife had passed. Oh, okay. And and to know that he remembered to call me mm. and I shot right on over to his house to get him all set up what he needed to do with legacy. And I sat there. The only thing he kept saying, thank you. Mm. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So it brings me great pleasure to know that I'm there and I can help and our product work and we have the best product in the world. Mm. You know, I absolutely love it. How often do you do that? Like, uh, cause there are some agents that are very active in their policyholders lives. Mm-hmm. Is that something that was that, story more of an exceptional or is that something that you do regularly i do regularly okay. um, i'm there yeah. as far as my seat i got a lot of senior um that's have don't have any kids right or the kids live away that they, they always calling me to do something i got you so got i'm you. always there and i'm like hey don't no problem i gotta come by your house if anything you need just give me a call on their mm-hmm. call ask me to go take them to the store mm-hmm. or bring pick up something for them you know i do that so even in the midst of running 2,000 businesses <laughs> and working 2,000 hours a day, yeah. you still take time to even just take somebody who's by themselves to the store. To, to the store, yeah. Well, why do you do that? Because I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love my my customers. Um, and I have the time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that. Where? Where do you have the time? <laughs> Where? <laughs> I do. Okay. You know, because in between going to the next client, I can shoot by there and do what I need to do. <laughs> right. How do you how do you maintain your schedule? I guess that that's I mean that's not as much of a personal question, but how how do you maintain a schedule with so much going on? I know when I get up three thirty in the morning, that's right. my meditation and my workout time. Okay. And then I start my day. Right. You know, right. 
And everything starts on social media. Okay. Because what I do the night before, I call it plant my seeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm either reaching out to pe- people, touching bases with people, and then I'm about to sleep by the time they reply. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then I just reach out to them the next day, try to set up my appointments, you know, start right. heading to the area that I'm going to go in. And if I know already the night before which area I'm going to work, I'm going to look at those people I know that lives in that area, and I'm going to try to touch base with them. I got you. So you try to be as strategic as possible with yes. your time mm-hmm. whenever you're doing that. That's that's really impressive. I I feel like with this, if if I had as much going on, I wouldn't be able to keep track of everything, and I feel like I would drop the ball a whole lot. So definitely, <laughs> and I, I mean, you go. Some people get you know slip through the cracks. Yeah. You know, like on my on way down here, I'm working the whole time, and then I go to inbox a particular person. I forgot they already had inboxed me about some information mm. that I didn't ever reach back out to them. So I got you know. You. You know, just falling back up because I do try to touch bases. My a uh, minimum of a hundred people a day. That's my goal. A hundred people 100 a day. Is inboxing that, is that recruits, policyholders, both? What is that? Right, both. It's a combination. A combination. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What? Because that's a very disciplined thing, and you start your day. First of all, that's another thing I give you kudos. I couldn't start my day with meditation because I feel like I'd fall back asleep <laughs> if I meditated in the morning. But you start with meditation, get your mind right, then you exercise to get your body right. So you're very disciplined throughout mm-hmm. the day. Then what was it strategy-wise that made you think, like, my goal is 100 people a day? Like, what? where did that come from? It didn't just come out of thin air. Like, what inspired that? Because I feel like that's, that's a doable number mm-hmm. for me because it's what I do before going to sleep. I got that's you. my night. That's what I do every night. I got you. You know, TV is not a focus on, you know, I don't watch TV. That's, that's my business. So right. I'm single-minded focus when when I'm trying to do, because I know the more people you touch bases with, the more you can do. Yeah. And I've learned that. And, you know, it was part of my discipline from when I was in network marketing, mm. you know, and I just use, utilize the same strategy here and it works. So for your agents, when you're recruiting and training and stuff, do you encourage a similar strategy or do you tell them kind of figure out the strategy that works best for you or what do you kind of put out? There? I try to, t- I let them know what it is that I do. And yeah. I know it, it's not something they, they can do right off the bat. They right. have to grow themselves. And I say, start off with X amount of day. Yeah. And then each time or each week or whatever, just start increasing by five or 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I try to share with them what it is that I do mm-hmm. um, when it comes to posting and marketing on social media. Right. Yes. Right. For yourself, like what was it just because you had the, the the marketing experience in the past that just made you know social media is the route to go? Did mm-hmm. you kind of stumble upon it? Like how? No. Because there are still agents out there right now that are just refuse to get on even Facebook. I know. So what what was it? Was it just your previous experience and you just knew this is the route to go? Right. All the success I've had with my other businesses through got, social media. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. So for yourself, like, did you ever, because you got the, the license at like three years ago, sat on it for about a, a year and a half and came on board. Did, did you ever think, though, that you would get into an industry like this? Was it, did it seem far-fetched at all or just you saw mm-hmm. the success and it was an easy thing or what was it? No, it didn't seem far-fetched. It's just a matter of timing. Okay. And, um, you know, knew I was going to do it. Just it was already in plan for January. Right. But we came across each other in July and I just got started. I got you. I got you. So I guess for yourself, do you think it's good that you didn't really have I think for a seasoned agents, people who've been around for a little while, mm-hmm. um, it, the, there's a chance to develop bad habits. Yeah. You know, if they've had poor leadership in the past, mm-hmm. if they were with a different company that didn't have as good of a structure, right. it's very easy to develop bad habits. Mm-hmm. Do you think for yourself that that's another area that you do win is because you weren't even able to develop bad habits? You came 
on board under Lewis, who's mm-hmm. a very disciplined, very extremely hard worker. Mm-hmm. And then you come on board to senior life that works very hard to make sure those systems are in places, place for agents. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's added to your success? Or do you think that just because of your personality, it doesn't even matter. You were going to be successful no matter what. I was going to be successful no matter what. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're very honest. Yeah. And I, yeah. Do, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> so I take what I've learned and yeah. I apply them to what I already know. Yeah. And then I just go. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing more to it. It's very cut and dry, you know. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's just really incredible. and just really amazing, you know, yeah. uh, just l- listening to your journey and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You did say that your mother was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. for quite some time, did things on the side. What mm-hmm. kind of what kind of impact did that have on you to see that? Mm-hmm. Um, because and, and I don't know, and you can share better than I can, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, some people have side jobs and side hustles because they're trying to make ends meet. It's right. it's not where you, it just seems like you're just so strong minded that this mm-hmm. is going to happen. Was that the same for your mom? Like she was extremely strong minded or was she trying to keep things together for the family? She was um both. Okay. Um, I came from a single parent home. Okay. Me and my siblings, and um, moved here from Baltimore, Maryland. Well, South Carolina. Okay. From Baltimore, Maryland, and okay. my grandparents was from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So when she moved down, it was a little different as far as income. Yeah. You know, so she had to figure a lot of stuff out. I got you. So she was also a seamstress, so she ended up getting a job at a plant. Okay. A sewing plant. Right. But then she also sold on the side, making clothes for people and, and things like that. Right. And then she also um, was a I was a truck farmer where she planted different vegetables right. and stuff like that. But she never hired no one. So it was always my sister and I. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They had to get everything together right. to take it to the farmer's market and stuff right. like that. So I just remember a whole lot of different things my mom had to do to, you know, to make everything work for, my right. mom, for us. So I watched that. Okay. Um, my mother had very good work ethic. Yeah. I mean, very. Right now, she's 69 years old. Okay. She looks, she's smaller than me, looks better. I mean, she looks really good, <laughs> you know, for her age. And, right. Um, and she uh, still doing her own business. She has a cleaning business. Okay. So she um, cleaned houses. And right. She a lot of houses. So she's been doing that for about 18 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is she one of those types? Because my father is a type. My father is 70. He's 70 years old now, I think, close to it, 69, mm-hmm. 70 years old. And uh, he's been working since he was like 12. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't know how to not work. Is she yes. kind of the same way? She is. Yeah. She is. I mean, we t- I took a break and took her to Vegas with me on last week. So I took my mom. Right. My daughter that just turned 16. Um, I'm a single mom of one. Mm-hmm. And I took my nephew. He just turned 18. Okay. And I took my um, boyfriend. Okay. He just retired a few months ago. Okay. So I took everybody out to Vegas. We had a good time. Right. We had a good time. So with your boyfriend, is it difficult that he's now newly retired and you're you know, you don't sleep, you just work constantly. Is that oh, he used to it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and one thing he does not get in my way, I absolutely love it. He support me all the time. How important is that to have like a support system like that? Because it can mm-hmm. be, you know, you being so strong minded, you mm-hmm. were able to have a lot of success at the beginning, but not everybody has that. Right. So how important is that to have a support system of people, be it that you aren't successful, are successful, but you're working extremely hard. How important is it to have those kinds of people in it's your life? It's very important. Yeah. Because now everybody's not going to understand your schedule, your work schedule. Yeah. They're going to feel slighted some kind of way that you're not spending a lot of time with them or mm-hmm. you're taking away from them. Right. You know, so it's very important. But if I've always been this way, so it's nothing new. Right. When, you know, when I came across this, my daughter is just, you know, it's just the two of us. So we share, we have a, a buy-in. I was like, okay, I need you to be 
do this, 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 and this. So she takes care of everything in the house. I got you. She does all the cleaning, all the washing the clothes. She does everything. When I come home, I don't have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then she may say, can you stop by the grocery store and pick up this? You know, I, brought, right. I buy food that she can cook for herself. Right. So she can, you know, she's pretty independent. Mm-hmm. So she understands. You know, well, so when we go on vacation, we just take grand vacation. I'm like, that's why I work hard, so we can do stuff like this. <laughs> right, right, definitely. How important that for you, because you had the influence from your mother, how important is that kind of influence from your point of view by passing that to your daughter? It's very important. Yeah. Well, she understands entrepreneur. She she was ran and worked all my businesses. Okay. So she she knows everything. Right. I mean, she's the last meeting we had in Columbia, she went with no, in Atlanta. Um, she came down to Atlanta with me the whole, you know, to the meeting down there. So right. now she get to see, um, that was that was her first insurance meeting. Mm-hmm. So she get to see everything what mom, you know, what mommy do. Do you think she'll get in the business too? I told her that she will be. <laughs> you told her that she will be, so she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> Is that something uh, you're going to have her right out of high school trying to do? Or you think she's going to take some time? Or what are, what are your thoughts on that? No, right out of high school. So she turned 18. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Tashanna, our videographer, is is enjoying this conversation too. She's yeah. uh, she's a very strong minded woman as well, mm. so <laughs> she's enjoying this a lot. Exactly. <laughs> um, so for 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 that, so she'll join join your agency. She'll mm. be an agent with you, whether whether she wants to or not. Exactly. I already told my nephew that just turned eighteen. Right. He will be. So how long until he's part of uh, senior life? Well, I, well, I just told him I don't sent the information over the other day for him to study. So he's he's studying. Right now, just so yeah. you can get licensed. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how how was it in Vegas though? How 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 was that trip? You know, to be able to take your your entire family like that. You said you took yourself and, and four other people. Four other people. Well, how did that feel? Just you know, yourself personally. It didn't hit me until the the night before we we was leaving. Okay. And my mom just started talking about it, and mm-hmm. just to see the look on her face, and she just kept saying over and over. Take your time. Thank you. Yeah. And um, how she enjoyed herself and how proud she was of me. Right. And and I just looked at it and I was like, you know, I just didn't look at it that way. I'm like, I can afford to do it. I just wanted to do it. Right. But just the the look on it, asking when we're going to come back again. And, And that was my first time in 17 years. I took my mom 17 years ago. Okay. In seven up in seven kids. I didn't have kids then. Um right. seven to eighteen years ago. And um I took her and seven kids at that time and the thing, I mean, to see how happy she was. So it was a great feeling. Mm, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. That's really awesome that you got to do that. Mm-hmm. And that you guys have that relationship. And I just um reflect back on the look that's all my mom had and to hear her go on and on and on and I thank you a thousand times. Yeah. And I would just look at her like, wow. You know, and my mom, she's very proudful, mm. you know, so I don't hear a lot of thank you and, all right. the, you know, stuff, you know, right. and it's, I mean, she was so happy. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's really awesome that you were able to do that. And, you know, with the success with Senior Life, there's a lot of people who have been able to do that. I know uh, people have been able to do things for their family members, especially their parents, mm. you know, because you see that and you said you saw that, you know, very early on the sacrifices she had to make mm. whenever you leave uh Baltimore uh at a time like that when it was a city that had a, a lot of different opportunities exactly. in an industry to move at that time to South Carolina that may not have as many mm-hmm. you know it's very uh very amazing that she was still able to do so much mm-hmm. and still at the same time and still something in you that obviously is carried 
for your entire life. So mm-hmm. that is really amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing that story with us. Um, so tell me again. So the, we talked about the goals for next year. Mm-hmm. What are even more of your long-term goals? Where do you see yourself with the company? What are some of your other thoughts about your personal agency and what you're going to be doing, you know, maybe five years from now, 10 years from now, what are your thoughts even further than just next year? Exactly. Being able to create a lot of millionaires, Mm. you know, growing my agency to where I have people, you know, that's going to be able to enjoy this lifestyle, you know, earning the income that they need to earn and, you know, being able to do for their families and, you know, create a a lifestyle, a career, you know, being able to just, do it through, through final expense. Mm. You know, a lot of times people don't see it. Well, I didn't see it when I first started. Not that I couldn't, but I just didn't see it because at the time, yeah. you know, I got a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> right, so right. I, my, I, didn't came into, I didn't come into this industry the same way most people came. Yeah. You know, so the money part wasn't a big factor mm. for me. You know, earning some extra income was good because I like insurance. I right. like people and right. I just put it together. Yeah. But then when I saw that what I could make each month Without having to do all those other things, right. I'm like, this a, I make this money. It's come a little different, <laughs> right? You know, because even though if I went out with my food truck, yeah, and made four or five thousand dollars, I had to invest a thousand fifteen hundred, right? You know, so the money came a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I, look, that's what I like about this industry. Yeah. So Doris, I do appreciate you coming after having such a crazy week and doing so much. Uh, like in every episode, I always try to give our guests an opportunity. If there's anything that you want to add, anything you want to say before you get out of here, before we get finished, um, if you just want to go ahead and add that before we're done today. Okay. Well, I just wanted to share with those that's sitting around, you know, uh, waiting to get started, mm-hmm. afraid of getting, of, of doing the business when it's, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's just every day, just doing something consistent in your business mm-hmm. and getting started and just talking to the people that you know. And just going out and helping more people. Mm. I mean, I um, absolutely love the industry. I just make um, make it a point to just touch bases with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And every day, every, every day, I just do the same thing, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. That's all it is right That's there. It. Doris, I appreciate you coming today. Uh, it was really important to me personally to get you on the podcast. Um, just by seeing the numbers you were putting out. I was like, this is a phenomenal person Mm -hmm. and I have to meet this person. Mm -hmm. And uh, you definitely, you are a phenomenal person. And just to see how strong you are uh, in your will and your mind, it Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's really inspiring. And it's just really awesome to see somebody that just can't be broken and to have the amount of success that you've had. And I feel like just from this conversation, it's on your terms. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's really inspiring as well. So I'm really excited to see you've been here with just a short period of time. I cannot wait to see five, 10 years from now, mm-hmm. uh, the leaps and bounds that I know that you're going to grow right. and the families that you're going to help and the agents that you're going to make successful like you are. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I thank you for taking the time because I know yes. it's been a hectic week yes. uh, and it's just been amazing to talk to you today. So thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. And like we say at the end of every single podcast, it's uh senior life, all your life, all your life. <laughs>